Hello, all performers. I hope this finds you well. In this episode, we're going to talk about a couple of very simple, yet I think widely misunderstood concepts, mastery and competition. And I think a good thing for you and a good question for you to ask yourself, and one that I ask myself constantly, is who are you really competing against? Like, really, as you listen to this right now, who are you competing against? Because so many of the teams and departments and divisions and businesses and organizations that I speak to are usually communicating and are thinking about how can we gain a competitive advantage in the marketplace? How can we increase market share? How can we one-up or differentiate or do it better than what other people are doing? And I think those are fine questions to ask, but to also be cognizant and to ask ourselves, who are we really competing against? Because what I talk about in this keynote that you're going to hear in a second is it's actually a keynote from Disney World where I was speaking to a group of college students that were there competing. But I really asked them that same question. Are you really competing against the other college students that are here? Or are you competing against yourself? And I think the way that we can gain the greatest competitive advantage as far as what we do is if we show up with a mindset and a mentality of mastery, where we're striving to show up as the individual best version of ourselves. And usually if we show up this way, driven by this intrinsic pursuit of growth and development and doing it our absolute best, usually we gain whatever competitive advantage we may have wanted in the first place. And quite simply, as I look at this, I, I don't subscribe to kind of the scarcity mindset. I used to a lot more where even as you're listening to this podcast right now, am I competing against other podcasters and other podcast episodes? As a speaker, am I competing against other speakers? I think from a scarcity mindset, if you look at it through that lens, what you're basically saying is, well, there's only so much pie to go around and if somebody else has a bigger slice of the pie, that means that I get less. And I think a better way to look at it is actually through an attitude of abundance. And however you are looking at this right now, certainly if we're talking about something like athletics, where you've got two teams competing or two athletes competing against each other, where at the end of the sport or the competition, there may be a defined winner and a defined loser. But for most of us, as far as just how we're living our lives, there is not a necessarily winner and a loser. There is enough abundance in the world and enough market share and enough people that want whatever it is that we have to offer. And I simply think approaching life from a scarcity mindset or from a, I'm always competing against what other people are doing, absent of asking how I can individually do it the best way possible. I don't think that looking out at others is necessarily the best way to be approaching anything that we're doing personally and professionally. So I hope you appreciate and enjoy this episode on mastering competition and keep outperforming. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Outperform Podcast. My name is Scott Welly. I'm an author, speaker, and the founder of Outperform the Norm, a global movement that helps people achieve peak performance in their personal and professional lives. 
I've spent my life working with top performers in business as well as athletics, and each week it's my aim and mission to bring you an inspiring person to share their personal stories and insights, or perhaps it'll be a personal message from me, but with one very simple goal in mind, to help you outperform. Your time is precious, and I want to thank you for spending it with me here today. But just one small ask before we get started. If you find value from this podcast, the greatest way that you could possibly thank me would be to head on over to iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast platform happens to be and give it a five-star review. Also share it with somebody that you know that you would like to help outperform so we can all grow this movement together and strive to make the world a healthier, happier, higher performing place. Once again, thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. If anything goes wrong, don't blame me, blame David. Um, But where are my Minnesotans in the house? Just out of curiosity. All right, I see you somewhere out there, kind of through the haze. But I was born and raised, small town, Albany, Minnesota. Population, yeah. Do you know where Albany, Minnesota is, you Minnesotans? Yeah. Oh boy. It was 1,500 people when I was growing up there. Uh, The slide said population 1701, and I'm fortunate to be able to travel around and speak to a lot of different groups. I'm always kind of gauging Is the group that I'm speaking to smaller or bigger than the hometown in which I grew up? You know, because it's one of those things where I loved growing up in small town. It taught me a ton about small town values, taught me a ton about work ethic. It is the kind of place that I knew every single person I graduated high school with. Uh, You sneeze in a small town like that and everybody knows about it for better or for worse. But really growing up in Albany, I had a couple of different passions. First. First passion was sports. I love sports. Do we have any sports fans out there? All right, nice. And then I was also very passionate about psychology. And it was kind of one of those things where I was, I was very interested in sports and I went on to, let's see who we got in the house here. Where are my Wisconsin people? All right. So I went on to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, go Badgers, um, to get an undergraduate in psychology and that it was kind of at the time where, to be completely honest with you, I don't really, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And it was one of those where you get to a point in college and it's sort of like, all right, dude, at some point you got to pick a major. So I'm like, well, I always have been kind of interested in psychology, so I guess I'll pick that. Picked psychology, ended up going on to Georgia Southern University. Do we have any Georgians in the house? Come on, Georgia. We got to get you to represent just a little better. Uh, But went on to Georgia Southern University to get a master's degree in sports psychology. And of course, you might be saying, well, Scott, what the heck does that have to do with me? Like, I'm here at DECA. I'm not a professional. I'm not an elite level athlete. And trust me, neither am I. But a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about throughout the course of this morning, the same set of mental skills and principles that athletes go through on the court or the course or the field or the ice, the ability to set and achieve goals, the ability to generate confidence, the ability to manage your nerves and get kind of comfortable being uncomfortable, the ability to be motivated and be disciplined in what you're doing, the ability to focus 
on not just what's important, but actually what moves the needle and what gives us results. The ability to get back up if you've been knocked down. A lot of those same things that high-level athletes go through on that court or course or field or ice are the same exact things that will allow you to win on the field of play of, of DECA and while you're here, as well as the field of play of life. So David, let's go ahead and let's go to the next slide. What I really want to start out with here, because you're here to compete, right? And I'm a believer that competition makes everyone better. But I think we need to talk about that because I'm going to talk a lot about the distinguishing characteristics between what outperformers do and what the norm does. And if we look at the dictionary definition of outperform, it's to surpass an excellence of performance or to do better than. Now you can look at this a couple of different ways. And I remember when I was first learning about people, kind of high achievement, success psychology, what's kind of their internal DNA, how are they wired, we learned it in terms of two different types of what we call orientations. The first orientation, if we look at outperforming or getting the edge, is what we call an ego orientation. Not necessarily anything wrong with an ego orientation per se, especially if we're talking about sports, zero-sum game where there are winners and there are losers, and as you compete here this week, I don't think any of you will be losers. I think you're all winners for being here, but there will be some that make it up on stage and some don't. And the interesting part of looking at it through that ego orientation is you're looking at surpassing an excellence of performance or doing better than relative to what someone else or something else has done, is, has done or is doing. And I think that's okay. But I also come back to a famous Teddy Roosevelt quote that comparisons the thief of joy. And I really truly believe that all the way down to my heart. And this is the really interesting part when we look at competition. Who are you really competing against? And when we look at surpassing an excellence of performance or doing better than, what I'm really hoping you get out of this morning, what I'm hoping that you embrace legitimately for the rest of your life is to actually tap into what we call a mastery orientation. And maybe as hokey or simplistic as it sounds, what a mastery orientation is legitimately just waking up every single day and thinking about how can I show up as the best version of me? How can I do it a little bit better today than I did it yesterday? How can I do it a little bit better tomorrow than I did it today? And when you look at people that are not just very high achieving and successful, but are also fulfilled while they're doing it, I think they're driven by that intrinsic pursuit of growth and development. And you want to know the interesting part of that? Is usually when you're driven that way and you compete against yourself and strive to show up as the best version of you and do the best that you possibly can do, usually you gain whatever competitive advantage you might have wanted in the first place. So that's really how I view competition and that's how I look at personally outperforming. And I'm not going to lie to you, I haven't always been great at this. You know, you give me anything like a, a strengths finder or any personality inventory or anything, competition is always one of my top traits. So I'm very comfortable whether I'm running in a, in a marathon or in a triathlon or anything else, I'm very comfortable kind of, okay, how can I one-up this person or how can I one-up that person? 
But I think if you're always looking outside of yourself, thinking about how you can surpass relative to someone else or something else is doing, I think it's very hard to be really truly fulfilled with what you're doing, whether we're talking about in academia or life or your career or anything else. Hello, outperformers. Three more quick things before we sign off here today. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I understand how many different podcasts are out there, and I do not take a single second of your time for granted because time is truly our most valuable asset. It is our most precious commodity. And I appreciate you taking that time and you spending it with us here today. Second, if you found value in this podcast, maybe you've noticed, but podcasting has gotten quite popular as of late. And if you would like to help support the Outperforming Movement and the Outperform Podcast, one of the best ways that we can get it found is for you to give it a favorable review and rating on whatever your favorite podcasting platform happens to be. So head on over to iTunes, head on over to Google Play, and give it a favorable review. And while you do that, also share it with someone else that you know that is just like you, is driven by growth and wanting to be the best personally and professionally in every single thing that they do. Number three, if you want even more tools and tips and strategies to be able to be your best personally and professionally, head on over to scottwelly.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-E-L-L-E. There are loads of different resources for you on everything from goal setting and grit to resiliency and focus to confidence and motivation and routines and habits and everything that you can possibly imagine to help you be your absolute best every single day personally and professionally once again if you'd like to access those free resources head on over to scottwelly.com s-c-o-t-t-w-e-l-l-e So as I sign off, thank you again for spending your time with me here today. Keep outperforming and as always, wish you the best of health, happiness, and high performance. Have a great day.